My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello, listener. Welcome to the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. We have a couple of things to talk about this week, topical, and also a little bit of rumination about scary futures. Uh, I've got uh, two guests this week, and we have a pod debutant. Uh, hello, Karen Khan, editor of Macworld. How are you? Hi, I'm okay. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. It's always great to get a new face on the pod. And we also have a uh, regular podder, Charlotte G., uh, editor of Tech World. Hello. I've been outranked here. I'm sitting uh, across from two editors, so <laughs> I, I will behave. We'll, we'll be nice. Um, so yeah, this week, uh, slight change in format, but we've got two sort of deeper discussions to talk about. Uh, and well, you will find out what they are straight after this. So the first thing that took our attention this week, um, at least on the consumer side of things, but potentially on the business side of things as well, Charlotte, was the Amazon Echo Look. Um, what the hell? Yeah, it's, it's basically an, echo, an Amazon Echo, so the, the normal sort of tower, um, they call it AI, but debatably isn't that, uh, that you put in your room or, or your house and you can ask it to book you a taxi or order you a pizza or whatever. And I thought this was weird because it, it, that product's not very old and they've suddenly added $20 to the, it's only in America at the moment, so it's $200 and it's got a camera on it. Mm. Why, would, why would you want a camera on your Amazon Echo? Well, the whole thing about Amazon Echo that was weird uh, to me was the fact that you are allowing Amazon to collect yep. audio all the, technically all the time and, and listen to you and obviously it needs to listen to you to yeah. work yeah. Um, but then the addition of this camera is kind of weird it takes pictures and video uh, when you ask it to and it's been marketed mm. as a very aspirational female product as well right um, see, it's definitely been targeted at fashionistas people right. are interested in the clothes they're wearing so Amazon judges Judges well, this this is this is the thing. It's like who who are there's apparently a team of sort of fashion advisors behind this yep. somewhere. Um, your although obviously your photos can be uploaded to your friends to judge you as well. Um, and <laughs> it's Ju- this judging, judging the important. that 
that concerns me a bit. It's like, yeah. you know, how about that for self-confidence? It's and a little how bit do you, like... How do you judge? Like, like one person might think it looks good enough. Exactly. Like, who's, who's to say? It and it's Amazon as well, so they're probably yeah. trying to sell you some clothes. Oh, of course, they? of course. So, oh, yeah, that, that looks terrible. You can <laughs> Target or whatever shop yeah. in America, you know. Uh, you should get one from here. Yeah, and here's yeah. the price. And why don't you click buy now, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit sort of mirror, mirror on the wall. Is my bum too big in this? Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> no, it really know, is. And it's, yeah. it's just horrible. Yeah. There's a two minute there's a two minute trailer in which there is there is a man yeah. but he, he he features for about two or three seconds so it very it's very unsubtly yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does that but it's very unsubtly um, female and yes. it's all these women yeah. um, who have a, this sort of little tower pointed at them and they're saying Alexa can you take a picture oh. and also Alexa um, mm. as a side note is a female oh, ass- no. assistant because that's the name of the Amazon Echo. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, so it's not like Siri, which can be male or female. Siri, yes. you can choose, yeah. yeah. But uh, Alexa is a woman yes. telling other women um, that they should maybe, you know, you put, put that other cardigan on. <laughs> 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 and yeah, as Karen said, you're right. Um, they Amazon is doing this mm. because their Amazon uh, fashion mm. uh, sort of section on their yeah. site doesn't do incredibly well. So yeah. this is a new way to push other retailers uh, into your room. Thing though is that I think there actually is a group of people who will want to yes, yeah. be using this. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure for example at the same time as all of we were saying in the office oh my god that's hideous mm. another friend on Facebook who's really into um, the whole Lolita sort of fashion subculture mm. from Japan she was like oh that's such a brilliant idea mm. really? you know she posts selfies she yeah. p- posts pictures of herself in her latest costume yeah and the comic con obviously yes people, yeah you know? that's a big thing, these yeah. are people who really like their whole identity is around a particular fashion yeah. subculture and there's a real sort of drive for people who who will use this product yeah yeah um is it coming to the uk is it is, is it definitely sort it, of going, be, going to be launched here un- unconfirmed and, but unconfirmed. it probably will because okay. the other two echo products are yeah it, it depends sense. on how well it does in the states of, i'm yeah. sure yeah yeah i think i think i think the thing that makes me feel a bit sad about it is it just feeds into <clears throat> uh sort of like to think that that actually will be less judgmental about appearance but actually it's just another way for people to feel insecure about themselves <laughs> And, and and obviously also particularly targeted at women. So yeah, it is a bit uh, a bit worrying in that regard. I yeah, suppose. but it's interesting, Karen, that you say that because it brings us on yeah. to something you also wanted to talk about, mm. which is the general selfie culture. Mm. And perhaps amongst um, younger people, definitely. Yeah, mm. uh, obviously we work in tech, and we're always concerned when we see something like, well, what about the privacy? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, as you say, Karen, if there are and there are millions of people out there who will gladly post a selfie mm. onto Facebook where it will be stored on a server forever. Mm. Maybe they're not too concerned if mm. a, it's a camera and uh, a digital assistant telling them what, what yeah. looks better. Yeah. yeah, good point. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, these, these sort of selfies, they're using... All, you, there are so many apps that let you edit your photos yeah. so they're almost unrecognisable anyway. What's the latest, what's the latest thing that's uh, oh, going face on? face app. You? Yes, there we go, face <laughs> app. I keep on seeing that. that Although it's some rubbish. of those make you look hideous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but you know the whole the whole thing that you add all of these filters to these images that you're sharing online, so that everyone's yeah. trying to kind of keep up with this. They have they see all these pictures of these these celebrities, mm. you know, the Kardashians and all of that, and they think they've they've got this aspiration to look like yes. what is essentially plastic surgery. Yeah on yeah, a photo. yeah. <laughs> in fact as a sort of related matter apparently there's an increase in young people asking for plastic surgery and yeah. it's bound to be related what, to this yeah. like selfie obsession yeah. asking their parents or, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. this, or just this obsession yeah. with having to look like a yeah. filtered photo I think I think that's the thing I think uh, I, I can't remember who it was maybe it was 
maybe it was Kim Kardashian, sort of had a photo of their bum on the <laughs> online, but without any editing or filtering. And, and like, yeah, kind of was not perfect and so on. And I did think like that just shows that, and everyone was kind of shocked by this. And I, I was a bit like, well, that just goes to show how, how much we're used to Yes. Such sort of highly edited, high edited images. We used to yeah, complain about crazy. it in, in print and magazines. Yeah. And we talk about the, fo- the photoshopping yeah. on, yeah. on the front covers yeah. and so on. And it's it's happening on all of our it's photographs. Always, it's always Ca- been there. Your but it's camera just, yeah. on your mobile phone is now adding a filter and yes. it takes your photograph just to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, what kind of what kind of thing are we teaching the youth of today? <laughs> well, <laughs> also, so sometimes it's it. not even that uh, subtle in the way that it's done. It's yeah. not sort of... Um, sort of slid in under the radar yeah. into these products because Huawei phones um, and other Asian manufacturers as well put something that is just called beauty mode mm. yeah. on their selfie cam and you c- yeah. I've used the recent Huawei phone and you, you I don't take selfies but <laughs> mm. <laughs> I had a look and you can slide the beauty thing from because yeah. w- when you put it on you're at, z- you're at zero because you're, you're ugly because you're, you're, you're horrible and then you can slide it up to ten oh and God. it does all it really does is just sort of wipe your face up why, why would you well that's that's really worrying Like because in Japan they because um, going over there like into all the photo booths when you put it on that kind of beauty mode the, the main thing it does is lighten your skin and give make your eyes Bigger, the guys yeah. like skin, and yeah. uh, it's just like it's really worrying that we seem to be making our idea of what, what beautiful is kind of a yeah. standard industry like yeah. that's that's beautiful. Um, so yeah, and I, and I do think that it's, I think it's always been there, that there always has been airbrushing. And I remember sort of like when I was a teenager, kind of worrying about all this sort of stuff, but I think that but now it's just like it's just been taken to a completely mm. new level, and and I think that's the really worrying thing. And now with these you've taken this beautiful picture of yourself and you put it up mm. on Facebook or Twitter or whatever you know social networking thing yeah. that these young people use um, <laughs> and and then you don't get a hundred likes yep. yeah and then the suddenly it your can... confidence and of course yeah. you know young people have low self-esteem it's all part of growing up and all of that yeah and it's apparently you know there are there are an increasing number of suicides yeah. related to selfies yeah I can believe that and and you know it's it's another yet yeah, another sort of yeah. form of mental illness it that's coming about yeah. because of it's kind of anxiety culture. like I mean mm. I, I, sp- I was saying to, uh, to you guys before like I spoke to some psychologists for a piece once and, and um, we were talking about like does tech affect your memory but then they said well it doesn't really but the thing it does affect is your anxiety levels because mm. you can directly link the amount of time people spend um, particularly on kind of like social networks to the levels of anxiety that they feel right. but also it's kind of like needing validation and I think probably what they should do you, we can't really get rid of it but they should probably teach young people like this isn't real and yes. don't and don't not to value it too highly but I worry that a lot of young people don't really get sort of get taught that uh, either by their parents or at school mm. so they're sort of left to cope alone probably feeling mm. pretty stressed about the whole thing but then again this uh, I totally agree but the echo look <laughs> yes is m- marketed directly at adults yes Yes, that's a slightly that's a slightly different, well, different one. The, I think yeah. The average age of uh, selfie takers, I think it was twenty three point seven or something. Right. So oh, yeah. I mean, I remember that age well. But still, <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, even young twenties are still yeah. caught up with yeah, this whole. Yeah, definitely. And still, you see that on and you see that on Tinder as well. Like sort mm. of fr- friends like looking at their um, photos and just like the, the pictures that they'll select. It's just funny because it's like people curating their life to look like they're a particular kind of person like mm. like you know one of my male friends is like picking a picture of him with a dog or like traveling or like you want to project like a certain image of yourself and uh yeah although sometimes that that is you i think that people can sort of create this weird slightly false identity that mm. isn't really entirely them but yeah. you know it's if you want to then whatever but 
still it's about you on the outside not you on the inside yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. that's exactly. what really matters yes, but I, mean, I think exactly. it's, it's a problem that's probably only going to get worse because you see yeah. the, the success of something like snapchat yeah. which kind of changed um for um some of these companies like facebook mm. and even apple with their new clips thing um what companies going to have to do to actually get people back onto their platform mm. and how instagram yeah. instagram used to be kind of look at this beautiful landscape and it still yeah. is to an extent but yes that's kind of yeah selfie culture and you have all these instagram stories now where you can yeah. do it it's more acceptable to do this more often um ugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm really, I, I feel a bit bad sort of having this entire discussion, though, because I'm not, all, I, well, I am technically, I'm on Instagram. I've never posted anything. I do have Snapchat equally, virtually, I mean, I, I virtually never use. So I feel a bit like, despite, you know, actually just being in, in my late 20s, I, I still feel a bit like old person commenting on on. I think that's thing. okay. It would be interesting to chat to a teenager about this, because yeah. I, I think they would probably yeah, have um, a much better, better contribution one, than I would. One of our colleagues, who's uh, step stepdaughter's, 16 I think he was saying that you know she's um she tends to post her and her friends tend to post images of themselves looking ugly on purpose oh, so it's kind of like <laughs> an good. irony sort of that's, that's yeah. good you know think up at the whole idea yeah um but you know I still think that perhaps yeah. there's there's an element of you know having to look as ugly as possible yeah. but really behind all of that yeah know, and maybe that I mean maybe they're particularly confident 16 year olds exactly, exactly. <laughs> true true yeah but there's a lot of chat um about this um like I know I keep bringing it back to the the Amazon product but of the comparison of how it's evolved now beyond what used to be traditionally makeup companies targeting women who felt sort of low self-esteem didn't maybe didn't feel their best yeah is this kind of the same thing <laughs> yeah well, I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, I think this is what so much of this stuff is predicated on, is that in order to make you buy these products, they need to make you feel a bit rubbish first. So I do I do think there is an active kind of, like, industry that works on undermining women's confidence. Because the, um, yeah, the, ta- yeah. the tagline for it is, introducing Echo Look, everything you love about Alexa, apparently. <laughs> and, and now she can help you look your best. Yeah. It's a little bit like going into a shop and having a um, sort of sales assistant, I guess. So maybe it's a little bit more... Bit of a personal mm. shopper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, yeah. in America, you go into a shop, everyone wants to help you. In the UK, we mm. hate that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe, yeah, you know, in America, yeah, they'd be point. much more, more willing to be told what to wear. But. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I think it's... I, mean, I can't really judge in some ways because I, I have... Uh, very vainly had my colours done and like image stuff done previously so it, it is like I don't think there's anything wrong with caring about what you look like to, to no. at least a certain extent I think it's more just that, uh, that that's quite subjective it's one person you, you kind of like it's a face-to-face interaction whereas this is a bit like but what are the metrics you're using? Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know. I, it's, I, yeah. it's very vague. It, this, yeah. this thing uses like machine learning. Yes. And then like, as Karen alluded to, there's yeah. a sort of, it, it's very vague. It says like a team of fashion yeah. experts. Mm. So Yeah, but I mean, like, for example, you look at a lot of these things as well, we forget are kind of like not unbiased in and of themselves. Like just because it uses machine learning doesn't mean it couldn't be problematic. Like Google... Like Google's uh, image like recognition thing has been kind of caught out for being racist and stuff. Like, the, yeah. it, it's only as good as the data that you're feeding it. In. Yeah, and, and, and if all you you're know. feeding it are Amazon yeah. products that are on sale, <laughs> yeah, Amazon, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. If, it, if it's only got those products and it's you know pr- like predominantly women of a particular age or ethnicity, then it's probably not going to be very good at, at mm. telling you if, if you're like I don't know an Indian woman. It might might be really yeah. kind of rubbish for you. So. I don't know. It's not. It's, it might be. It might be okay, but it's probably not a great thing. <laughs> so, do you think it's fair to say that technology companies haven't 
as yet taken responsibility for making this selfie crisis worse? And do you think they should? Um, like, because if Facebook came out and said, you know what, you shouldn't post all those pictures <laughs> of yourself because you you are the real you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, think I mean it's, I it's a bit like selfie. Uh, it's a bit like Facebook trying to take on the whole fake news thing, yeah. though, isn't it? You know, it's like where when it's not necessarily in their interest to stop people from using their service as mm. much as they do. Are they going? What are they going to do to? Yeah, I don't know if we can really rely on them for that kind of thing. I think I think the thing, and also to be honest with you, I'd rather that Facebook focused on, uh, like Facebook Live and the fact people keep on killing people and posting it on there. Like I mean, there are other things that they could be looking. But I mean, perhaps if if they 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 could potentially sort of try to be part of the solution. But really, I think it's probably down to kind of parents and to teachers and so on to to kind of equip people because I don't think tech companies really will. I remember when I was seventeen or so and. (laughs) I just got Facebook (laughs) vaguely vaguely. and I think I probably did take selfies back then Um, I I wouldn't do it now and it probably is it is a younger person's thing I can remember you know putting the camera on timer it's very embarrassing Um, but is that is that is that but I mean mean before I wouldn't have ever taken a picture of myself I would have taken a picture of where I was and there's a a picture of selfies that I need to dig out again and it went viral um, during the US presidential election and it was taken by one of Hillary Clinton's campaign managers Mm -hmm. and he was to the side of this scene and Hillary yeah. was on a, on a little stage just waving at the crowd mm. and every single I think there was one person who wasn't but every single other person in the crowd yeah. wasn't taking a picture of her they were all turned with their oh, back to, to her to have a selfie with her getting them her and you in the picture so yeah. even though it's Hillary it's still about you yeah <laughs> look I what I did with this well, person I think it's proof the thing is though like if you post things I've had this where I've posted a picture <clears throat> of um, somewhere I've been or someone famous there and they say oh I don't believe you're there unless you're in the picture <laughs> which I know sounds sounds crazy and they're kind of half joking but I think there is a kind of like I need to show I don't think it's just vanity I think also it's like social so, approval like I need to show so, that so, I was so you're sort of saying like pre-internet if you'd had a photograph of I don't yeah. know um Anybody famous. famous, Elvis, <laughs> yes. and or, or you had Elvis's autograph. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, amazing, you met him. Yeah. But now, if you have someone's autograph, you're just like, oh, you faked it. Or, yeah, exactly. Oh, you just well, printed it off. Trust yeah. what we see also, anymore. though, if you're if you've taken the photograph of yourself in that scene, then you do still have editorial control over that photograph. So yeah. you yeah. choose to post it. The fear everyone probably still has yeah. is that a friend has taken a photo of you. They're going to put it on Facebook, and you don't look your best. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and or brings it back round. Then yeah. it's awkward that because happens. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm that friend. <laughs> but I, I also look bad, but I just don't really care as much. <laughs> so, we're not fans of this product? No. Not especially, no. But I'm, I, we'll see. But my this is only an initial reaction. I don't know enough about it, but my initial yeah. reaction is that it's a bit... Well, ag- again, it's something that you have to... You have to be someone who accepts that um, Amazon will indefinitely hold all these photos on yes. a server somewhere. Yes. And what are they going to do with them? Yes, and when do they... And the issue I have as well with the Echo is... They claim that it's only activated by certain things. But I really think they do have the capacity, whether you like it or not, to potentially be filming or recording everything. Or yes. not them, and, and yeah. hackers. Or hackers, and yeah. And the fact ha- that yeah. you've basically put this camera Into your, and, yeah. and speaker in your bedroom. Yeah. yeah. There's well, going to be a certain level of attractive there yeah. for hackers who want to get in and yeah. see. Well, this stuff. is the thing. Like My uh, my husband and I don't, don't have um, an Echo, but our flatmate does. And we were like uh, getting ready this morning, and I was kind of saying to him, like, do you do you ever kind of wonder like whether or not like when is it recording? Like, mm. is it, it's kind of a yeah. I I know that they I know that Amazon would push back strongly and say that it, you know it's not recording all the time, 
but it could and equally like Karen says think, someone yeah, can hack into I it I think the, the thing they claim and I I, I tend to believe it yeah, maybe okay. not maybe naively is that yeah. it is listening all the time yes but you need to trigger it by saying Alexa yes and then it will record yes. and store that information yeah that it has, it has, you have to allow it otherwise it won't learn your habits yes yeah which, make, which makes sense it's just but I understand that yeah, if it I, can do that it, it, it just <laughs> makes me feel a bit ooh, yeah I don't know so I'm, I'm not I'm not getting one yet and I'm avoiding my flatmate's room <laughs> <laughs> you might want to do that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, thanks very much. Uh, interesting yeah. uh, discussion brought up there. Um, I will still ask my silly rhyming question, like I always do. Brilliant. Um, Karen, um, echo look or morals shook? <laughs> Definitely morals shook. And Charlotte? Yeah, afraid morals shook as well. No, we're all shook <laughs> up. So shook up. Okay, cool. Thank you. We'll have a short break, everyone, and then we'll be back to talk about automation. So, Charlotte G, um, you wanted to talk about automation. Mm. Uh, where do you want to kick us off? It's a very big topic yes. and it can bring in, we probably will bring in a couple of other things yes. uh, that Karen had in mind as well. Yes. Um, but what is it about automation in the... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details job space that, right. w- that worries you yes well basically one of my bugbears is that I get a bit frustrated by hearing especially uh, kind of more national press uh, talking about AI with with a tinge of it's going to become clever and 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 be be better than us and sort of basically take over the world like Skynet yeah like Skynet I mean Elon Musk has to be fair not helped by by going on about this quite a lot um, <laughs> he hasn't helped anyway yeah, well yeah <laughs> I mean obviously it is I understand it is a concern because AI can beat us at kind of even poking out I, I do I do get why people are worried but in reality it probably isn't something that we should worry about as much as I would argue uh, jobs lost from automation and how we how we cope with that because I've got some I've got some stats here so there are different estimates one of them is 6% by 2021 uh, one of them is 38 by 2032 and then there's 47% by 2034 Wait, of what um, of jobs lost 
in the country. In uh, yeah. this is people's jobs <laughs> being replaced by yeah by computers. So the, being what was the, the last what was the last the one? last the last one was forty seven percent, and so that's and that's from Oxford University. So it's by not, when it's not uh, twenty thirty four. Yeah, we, we. I'm not saying that I think, you know, in reality these are probably to be taken with a pinch of salt because you know it's actually pretty hard to predict that. But I think the the thing that worries me is that I don't hear, you know, a lot of people are quite blasé about this within tech. And the thing that really worries me is I don't really hear many politicians talking about it either. And I know that we've got, you know, lots on our plate. We've got the election, we've got Brexit coming up and so on. But I just think it would be good to, I don't have the answers necessarily. I've got some suggestions. But it'd be good to hear politicians actually talking about this because it's going to hit us quite quickly and, and probably is, is worth considering. There is a way that politicians are talking about this. There's slightly slight link here in terms of Donald Trump, mm. oh, who, yes. um, <laughs> who obviously is talking about bringing manufacturing back yes. to the US. So yes. in China right now, obviously, you've got a lot of people where jobs are basically, yes. they are putting a screw into this piece of yes. iPhone or whatever. Yes. And um, that could easily be automated Yes. in manufacturing. And if yeah that manufacturing is brought back to the US or taken yes. to the US we are talking about um, uh, robots and yes. Uh, yes. machinery doing that yes. that work so I mean you, there's a certain argument that the bringing back of that kind of work to the US yes. isn't really going to create jobs well, anyway well, no. all it's doing is taking the jobs out of China yeah yeah I mean I actually I've, I've actually I actually took some notes on this about, about Trump I mean the the uh, IMF I think it was the IMF said that uh, when it comes to why are workers earning less and less of, of the kind of income pie. Mm. And they found that kind of tech, far more than trade, is, is the real thing. Because if you're a manufacturer, it just makes more sense for you to have a robot because it's yeah. cheaper, it doesn't ha- take sick days, and it doesn't join a union. Although, I mean... <laughs> or it might. God, imagine that robot another union. Another way that it's related to Brexit, though, yeah. is that, you know, some people who voted for Brexit talked about um, the, the feeling that their jobs were going yes. to... You know, and, and, and basically, you've got... In some parts of the country, you've got farming where the, yes. they've brought Polish people yes. in to, to do the farming because they cost less. And it's exactly the same as China, yeah. where the labour costs less. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've completely forgot the point. I no, no, I, no, no, it, that is a really fair point. I think if the labour's cheap enough, then it doesn't make sense to use tech. Yeah. But the problem is that we, I think we, we are reaching the point where it probably does make a lot of sense for a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a tough one. I think the, the issue is not so much is this going to happen? It's more kind of like, this is going to happen at some point, and, and how do we like get our society ready for that, for, for kind of the job losses? Mm. And, like, I mean, truck drivers, if you drive a truck and driverless trucks come along, although some automation will make you better at your job, if it just completely replaces your job, there's no getting around it. Like, you can't be... You just have to do a different job or be unemployed. Yeah, one of the questions around this is, is um, from something I think Karen was alluding to. There was a, a piece that came out this week in uh, Business Insider. Mm. Uh, it was a very good piece. Um, they got a story from a NYU student who, for his summer project, went and worked oh, yes. mm. at um, an Apple factory. Yeah, Pegatron. Yes, mm. that's the one, Pegatron, um, who Apple um, commissioned in sh- sh- near Shanghai. And it was his job, basically, yeah, the, the, the one thing they took out of this, well, yeah. the headline was he, 12 hours a day, screwed one screw into yeah. one part of one iPhone. Well, that is like being a robot, basically. Yeah. yeah. But then the thing, the thing is, obviously, so the, to, to, and this is the thing, I don't fully understand um, the conditions in all of Chinese factories. Yeah. So I, I think we're conditioned as Westerners to be like, this is, and it is, ter- it is terrible conditions. Yes. But what I wonder is, even though the conditions are less than ideal, I mean, there are like nets in the stairwells. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You, there was this weird thing that I saw in the piece where you had he had if you you live there basically you get paid four hundred and fifty yeah. 
It's like the equivalent of dollars a month, it's, which apparently is higher than minimum wage. Yeah, a month. Yeah. And you get free accommodation, um, but you have to like do you have to like click on adverts and get to get special tokens to use the Wi-Fi, <laughs> things like that, and you still have to pay for your meals. Yeah. But so the conditions are obviously less than ideal. Yes. Um, I wasn't debating that. But does that mean <laughs> that automation is just going to replace these jobs eventually, or should we be working harder to make sure that conditions are improved? Well, that's a really good actually. That's a really good question. I mean, I think probably like both. While people are employed in that way, the problem is though that at the same time I say that if you improve the conditions and you spend more money on 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 that workforce, then probably it will make more sense to just get robots to do it. Yeah. So is it better for us to have jobs at any cost, or or is it better yeah. for us and, to? And to... you know, there's a lot of talk about the conditions in those factories, but I know that Apple does send people in to check them all the time. There yeah. are strict rules about overtime, although it appears from that article that it is kind of like it's your choice if you do overtime but you kind yeah. of don't really have a choice yeah um yeah. and it you know it's incredibly boring work if, mm. i mean yeah. from that article you can tell you are just sitting there and you're not allowed to yeah. talk to anyone and you basically when they bring a new phone in for um being uh, manufactured you could literally have four screws to put in in a day and the rest mm. of the time you're just sitting there yeah. they're maybe the making one. the prototypes yes yeah. and yeah. it's just like but they still need all those people yeah and there's a part that stood out for me just where they were saying yeah when the new phones come in phones that the press don't know about yet that the world doesn't know about yet um they heighten security mm. and you get metal mm. detectors so they make if women have metal in their bra straps they make women take off their yeah. bras to, so that they can work for, like work, for, the work for the day <laughs> but just yeah. like things like that where you're just kind of de- like embarrassing and debasing people and yeah and, uh, that's oh. like with the whenever you're watching films when they're like doing the drug stuff they all are like naked or you know so that they, they're doing not, so the that, drug stuff <laughs> you know i don't know like when you see people processing drugs in films they're always like not wearing anything to, to show. what you mean is they're trying to be in a clean environment yeah, yeah is that what you're maybe. talking about i don't know i think it's where you go they don't want them to like smuggle it somewhere because they oh, can put okay. it in a pocket or something so they say like because this, this is the thing I'm, like, I'm not stressing that apple are, are, are drug smugglers we wouldn't like well, to do that and the conditions are less than ideal but yes i, I just I, I i'd be more interested to hear about whether we're looking at this from the outside and thinking, God, yeah. this is this is appalling. But yeah. these people are obviously doing this job because perhaps it's the only one available yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. and is and it better to do that than not have a job at all? Probably yeah. if you're in China, yeah. You know, it, it, you sort of want any job that you can get, I suppose. Mm. Um, the prob- I think, do you know what? The, the, it's really hard to have this conversation without starting to think more generally about like the nature of capitalism, she says. Because, <laughs> because like you look at, um, at Keynes and lots of people said, oh, you know, we'll have all of these machines doing our jobs. And we'll have, you know, we can do like three day weeks or we'll have loads more free time and it'll be great. But of course, the way that the distribution of wealth works means that that, that doesn't, no. that hasn't really happened and also, it doesn't look likely to. I also think, so, in, yeah. at, least in, at least in what we do, it's reminding me of um, automated news yes. and how Apple mm. tried to do that and Facebook have, have trying to do that. Um, I believe it was Apple News where they, I think they fired a bunch of people and they tried to automate news stories but then yeah. they still needed a team of humans to make sure that was running properly yes. is there going to be a big bridge gap where people are monitoring automation yeah de- definitely I, I think like for all the doom mongering that it sounds like I'm saying there definitely will it will also create jobs but I think the issue is that it, the jobs it creates require quite different skills to the jobs that exist right. now yeah, yeah it wouldn't be the same so, so it's how do we retrain and I think I read something that said that it's the creative jobs that are less susceptible yes. to being taken isn't over. That actually that, that, yeah. that easy. So should there be a sort of uh, more people going and studying humanities at university, you know, because Maybe. those are those are for the future, they're mm. more secure jobs, you know, and it's like that analytical mind of being able to yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's a tough one though, because even even law and accountant accountancy actually it's been some bits of it can be automated you know. yeah i mean i can see that accountancy could be yeah i know that's i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry <laughs> won't someone think of the accountants but yeah I, I mean but on the other hand like for example for us the really mundane thing for journalists is transcribing right so if you could automate that i think no, none of us would be would be sad because we and can add value yeah. and be better at our jobs just thinking back to the law thing i read recently that you know how with, with law everything has to be printed and they have yes. to be able to refer to all these books well apparently there's talk about um, sort of uploading all of that yes. content and then suddenly what happens to the legal secretaries yes so, well, yeah, well yeah, yeah I, I did an yeah. interview with a there. company that, that do exactly that like they automate uh, the kind of basically contracts mm. but the thing is that the lawyers actually quite like it because they can just sort of well at least those senior ones um, <laughs> because they can just sort of quickly say oh where in this contract is this because some, some contracts run to like thousands and thousands of pages so it kind of makes it easier for them to be more efficient mm. basically at their job but I think the issue is that, that although that's all well and good, for some kind of manual jobs and uh, jobs with sort of not those sorts of skills, like I don't know, like for example, I said driving is yeah. one thing. What do we do with, I mean, in America, truck, if you look at a map of jobs in, in the States, the most common job in loads of those states oh, is truck so driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you sort of think, well, what do those people do? Because they they probably haven't been sort of highly educated and they probably don't have that many... I mean, they're a driver. Why would they, no why would they know? No offence to any truck drivers listening. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean, just purely that that is their skill. Their skill that their mm. skill has been driving. So how do we, like, do we retrain them? You have to spend a lot of money on that. Or do, do we... Some of them probably won't even want to. I, I would hope that the, the whole tech obsession with um, automated cars yes. is... is Quite overblown. Yes. And still not very right. close. Yeah. Um, it's further away than than the tech. Like sp- particularly long haul truck driving. Yeah. And then, but then on a smaller scale, like UPS deliveries, you can't yeah. automate delivery. How do you actually deliver it? Uh, well, Amazon think they can with their big big drone thing. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I, I, like, I know. I know. I feel like about the drone thing as well. <laughs> I, I also I, I know this sounds like a very niche, well, slight side side issue. I don't really want to be in a driverless car because I really like driving. Yeah, um, people so enjoy I, I driving. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's going to be like everyone adopts this. I, I think it's more just um, it would. What would be reassuring is if, say, a committee in the House of Commons was dedicated to, let's look at this. Like, what do we need? Do we need to worry? If so, what do we need to worry about, and how are we going to deal with it? I, I just, it, I, I don't think that I have any answers and it, it, I may well be completely wrong about all of this, but it would just be nice to have someone investigating. But do you think the reason that in this case UK politicians aren't talking about automation is not necessarily because they want to admit to like their constituents that it is a problem Mm. or is it more like what we've talked about on this pod before which is a simple case of um, politicians not understanding how tech works probably a bit bit of both (laughs) I suppose and also I just we've got so many other things that people are looking at Mm. that, that I just think they don't there's only so much you can focus on but also I do think it is because probably a lot of them don't fully understand Mm. What what's what's about to kind of happen? So, some of them do, but I think uh, I mean Theresa May. I, I, I've got a sort of um, some friends who are civil servants because I used to cover government previously, and a lot of them just think that she's actively kind of quite anti-tech. Uh, certainly doesn't seem to understand it very well from the kind of surveillance uh, laws that she's brought in. So yes, it, it is concerning um, that these people are in charge. But is it is it something, you know, should we be looking at politicians or should we be looking to business and yeah. making sure that businesses are actually furnishing their staff with skills to sort of evolve with the technologies yeah. and the changes in this Definitely. Tech? Like we have. I mean, you know, the way our jobs have changed in the last 
10 years. Loads. But we've coped with it here. And yet, you yeah. know, within IDG, we've all been sort of, we've all taken all yeah. new skills, we've all learnt new things. And it's like, you would hope that any business would be doing the same thing so that people, one set of people, aren't suddenly put out of jobs because everything's yeah. changed and then they will bring new people in. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a bit, of, I think business, we can't just say politicians, I think businesses mm. have to as well. It's a bit of a tough, I mean, some, some businesses are kind of like, talking about dedicating one or five percent or whatever of their time to retraining staff mm. or getting yeah. them to go do like more community activities which is i mean like i think it might be facebook that we're kind of talking about uh basically getting their staff to go and meet real people um and <laughs> take and, selfies yeah <laughs> and kind of that and retraining I do, I do think some businesses are thinking about it so yeah. i don't think we can just say oh you know you're, you're right like we need to look at the tech ceos as well yeah. they should be looking long term yeah you know they should what's Let's coming hope. up and yeah like you suggest yeah. we're we're, we're f- relatively lucky in our editorial yes. capacity mm-hmm. because print has wound down actually yeah. topically mm-hmm. um, and we've dealt with that this is recently. the last issue of pc advisor this month yeah although so there'll be a digital edition there will obviously. continue to be a digital edition but listener um go and buy <laughs> the last edition please yeah. available in all good airports yeah um and other <laughs> that's right that's where i see them anyway um but yeah no we've we've ridden that change yes. and it's probably a lot harder for um other yeah, areas some, of work <laughs> to, some journalists to do that. as well like I, I i get emails sometimes from people that like sub editors and layout editors and so on and it can be really quite heartbreaking because you just think like yeah, oh but, but then within the b2b market i mean we've gotten to a completely different topic yeah. now but within the b2b market of print there's still a lot of magazines being produced yes. oh yeah subscriptions yes, yes. You're right. and you know um, it's not completely gone it's not skill. gone yeah. and it's definitely a sort of a skill that a few people have now yes that, that, you know, and, they, and they're probably really good um, yeah. at that job but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough one mm-hmm. yeah trade mag still chugging along but yeah that's, that's that's that's, autom- that's kind of automation taking yeah. over in as much as we don't need designers anymore because we're not creating print but maybe we're doing our own photoshopping yeah so. i think i think the thing that really worries me about it is not it's not so much kind of like oh, we're all going to be unemployed it's more just that you look at the proportion of income like there we are creating a very large group of people that are earning less money mm-hmm. and and the thing is they are going to probably notice that and be pretty pretty furious about it and i would argue that that is probably like our real wages are 10 percent lower than they were in 2008 mm-hmm. And people are angry, and they're doing, they're expressing that with stuff like Trump and Brexit. And I, I worry that we're not really, we're sort of l- slowly letting that happen without really noticing it. And then one day they'll just all kick off and come and because what, chop what, our heads off. What the whole thing that I'm <laughs> she says, oh, like I'm, oh, like I'm a member of the global elite, <laughs> chop, chop some heads off. But this is this is what I was kind of <laughs> referring to earlier with the whole Brexit thing. Yeah. Um, People are angry now, Brexit and Trump, in fact. Um, People are angry now because they feel their jobs are going to cheaper people. Yes. And they're going to be angry when their jobs go to cheaper robots. Yes, they are. And exactly the same thing is going to happen again. So, you know, what do we do to prevent that? Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, I reckon it could all get pretty unpleasant. Yeah. Could just just automate the presidency. Yeah, well, do you know what? I can't do any worse. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. It'd be be brutally efficient, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. Probably, I don't, yeah, actually, maybe not. I mean, I'm not sure if I want to put an AI in charge of the presidency. Even (laughs) even Trump, perhaps, can be slightly reasoned with. I don't know. Could you even very, uh, well, I I read this article in The Guardian this week, which uh, I was very ready to poo poo, um, (laughs) because it was, what if we are living in a computer simulation? And it was just a picture of Neo from The Matrix. Oh, I love love that. And I was like, what a load of crap. So I, and then I read it. I was like, eh, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. actually." Yeah. And it, there was a theory. It's, it's a very interesting article. I hate to plug other publishers, but it is very good. And Send it was, it um, I will. I'll, I'll slack you. Yeah. And um, 
it was just because we keep talking about Brexit and Trump, and it was this sort of theory that um, <laughs> we recreated augmented reality and virtual reality mm. now in this stage, and it's still very primitive uh, for us. But the, <laughs> it's all tied into this theory that it's because a civilization hundreds of thousands of years old evolved to the point at which it then managed to automate an entire universe. Yeah, the Matrix, like, essentially. Yeah, it was basically yeah. saying that. It's completely nuts, but it's very yeah. persuasive. Uh, well, you know, I'm getting very off topic now. <laughs> no, I, no, I can see what you mean. And like, yeah. it, we've got to the point at which now, as mm. this this simulation has now managed to work out some of this technology. Right, okay. And perhaps they've decided to wind the whole thing down. That would make the And it was suggesting that there's, there's someone, someone's like typed in a bit of code wrong and we're getting, you know, like... So, they balked us slightly. I'm so confused. I need to read this article. Yeah, I need to read it as well. I, I really, I, I love those kind of... Tech like, world should have a look. Yeah, yeah I... I, I I reckon I'd quite enjoy that. I've got a bit of a, a, a pointless philosophy student in me, so I'd, I'd, I'd I really am a philosophy well, student. Well, there we go. There we go. Degree, there we nothing go. pointless about it. I don't. I don't have a degree, but I definitely. Well, I do have a degree, but not but you've in got philosophy. A load of things to say. <laughs> but, uh, but I. But I, I do. We did. But do, you see, degrees in philosophy are the way forwards because you yes. know it's no, the no, creative jobs. I do remember. I do remember what's called uh, the Matrix. Always reminded me of the one thing we did do. Uh, we did a little bit of philosophy. I remember, but we did like a Plato's cave analogy, and I always thought that the Matrix was a bit like that. But anyway, sorry. Love a bit of the cave. Worse. That's all right. We've actually we've actually run out of time. We've we've wow. di- diligently filled our selection of minutes. Excellent. <laughs> so and, and, it, and, got, it, and time flew. My, I've written down a corny question, yeah. which is normally um, ludicrously binary, but actually you could go one way or the other. Uh, Charlotte G, mm. automate or get lost, mate. <laughs> Automate carefully. Yeah, I think we will allow a little bit of a yeah. grey area on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, automate, but with caveats <laughs> and without shafting the workers. <laughs> what do you think, Karen? Is it automate? Yeah, I, I hope that um, we can automate in the future, but that there will be new types of jobs available mm. that will suit these people. Yes. There won't be completely monotonous, boring, yep. putting a screw in an iPhone type yep. jobs. We're ruining his binary formula. No, no, I don't mind. This is good. Evolution yeah. is good. <laughs> Can yeah. automate my job next week. Um, <laughs> I've had to do nothing. So thank you very much uh, for your uh, yeah, participation, thank you. guys. And thank you. Uh, thank you, listener, for listening. We'll be back hopefully next week uh, with another UK Tech Weekly. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.